This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of our favorites, and not just because he defined the art of linebacker play, both in college and the NFL, but because he was one of our first guests back when we were putting this program together in Boston. Remember that, guys? I'm speaking of Derek Brooks, who was a two-time consensus All-America at Florida State and 11-time Pro Bowler with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Derek has since been enshrined in both the college football and pro football halls of fame. And as we complete our NFL draft series, we've asked him to join us to talk about his days playing for the Seminoles and what makes Florida State such a prolific producer at NFL talent. Hey, Derek, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Thank you guys for having me on. I look forward to it. Derek, you weren't always a linebacker. You spent your freshman season at Florida State as a safety before moving to linebacker as a sophomore. Whose idea was it to switch and why? Uh, the idea, I believe, all these years later was Mickey Andrews. And I think uh, I joke with him about it today that they sold me on being a safety just to get me to Florida State. <laughs> and once I weighed 200 pounds, they moved me to linebacker. <laughs> so, uh, I, and I kept getting beat on the play-action pass a lot, too. So I think that, that helped my move forward uh, probably a little sooner than most realized. But uh, at the same time, uh, I was always on the nickel defense playing the wheel linebacker position, and I entered the game and had some success uh, playing that position. So it was more of a natural fit once I gained weight to uh, move me closer to the line of scrimmage. During your uh, three years at linebacker there uh, uh, with the Seminoles, I think your team went 33-3-1. You won three bowl games. You won a national championship. You played with Charlie Ward and Warwick Dunn and Samari Roll and uh, William Floyd and Devin Bush and all these great players. Uh, all who went on to have successful NFL careers, uh, were the practices at Florida State more competitive than the games? Yes, and I, I really, guys, got to give uh, credit to the guys that were before me uh, that came back during that time and talked about how important that was. You know, people look at Deion Sanders being more of a catalyst of doing it, but, you know, it was the Leroy Butler, Dedrick Dodges, Howard Dinkins of the world that really came back and talked about how we competed against each other in practice. We were going against some of the best competition ever, uh, whether it was, you know, guys that they were playing with in the NFL or it was more of the in-state rivalries with Florida and Miami. But we challenged each other in practice uh, like no other. And we honestly felt at that time if we had success against each other uh, with our talent level in practice, uh, who we faced in the game was not going to match up to that competition. And it did kind of lead to, you know, us having NFL aspirations when the players that were playing coming back and watching us practice and us having to have a chance to compete in front of them uh, during the spring. We always wanted to uh, give our best effort. We're speaking with Hall of Fame linebacker and former Florida State star Derek Brooks on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And Derek, uh, speaking of that talent level at FSU, um, from 1987 through 2000, it says here, Florida State never lost more than two games in a season, and you're ranked in the top 10 14 straight years. So how much pressure was there to win there? I, I think it wasn't more or less pressure. It was an expectation. Uh, and we had that on ourselves, that 
know, we wanted to be great, and we wasn't going to accept anything less uh, than being great. So it became an expectation for us. It wasn't pressure at all. And that's how, again, we pushed each other. Uh, we wasn't looking at, you know, the history of what we were doing at the time. We just wanted to go and show that we were the best in the country day in and day out. And, you know, we let the results uh, be what they were at the end of the season. Uh, during my tenure there, uh, yes, we had very few losses, but the one or two losses we had cost us a national championship, and that was against Miami. We knew that we were a good team, not more than good. We knew we were great teams for how we prepared, but we took it out on other teams. If we lost that game against Miami, everybody else was in trouble. Derek, beyond the obvious college success, what makes Florida State such a prolific producer of talent? How did Bobby Bowden continually recruit all that blue-chip talent to the Florida State campus? You know, during that time, guys, it wasn't a lot of movement by assistant coaches. You know, he was able to maintain that staff uh, that he had for probably, I believe, 10, 15 years together before Mark Ritt uh, ended up going to Georgia. A lot of guys, you know, stayed together and – I think that was one of the hidden gems in terms of recruiting that Coach Bowden had over a lot of other coaches was stability. And they did a great job, you know, of doing it, and they wanted to they wanted to be there. And I think that was one of the hidden hidden gems. And also, you know, Coach Bowden is a closer, man. <laughs> he knows how to go in and close deals sitting uh, in front of family, uh, you know, and get them and get the young men, excuse me, such as myself, to believe in the program that, he was producing at Florida State. Uh, you lost only once to Florida. You lost once to Notre Dame. You lost once to Miami uh, during your career there. So who was your greatest rival, Florida or Miami? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like this with me. Uh, playing, you know, we, we could tolerate a loss against Miami because that was national championship implications. But uh, losing to the Gators, uh, that was unacceptable. <laughs> so it was more of a friendly rivalry with Miami than it was with Florida. But uh, I would say, you know, I love playing them both, to be honest with you. And the fact that all three of our universities during the 90s uh, had our years where we went on runs to win national championships is something that's, you know, good bragging rights for our state. Well, Derek, following that question, did you have any rivalries during your 14 years in the NFL that uh, matched or approximated the intensity of your college rivalries? You know what, uh, guys, it took us a long hill uh, to climb up. I mean, most people didn't consider us rivalries when I first got here to Tampa because we wasn't on the winning, you know, the winning side of things. But as we started to get better, uh, Green Bay was always the team that Coach Dungy challenged us to chase when he got here because they were the division champs year in and year out uh, of NFC Central. But when the division alignment started to happen in 2002, uh, I believe more our rivalries were the prolific offenses because of our defense. You know, and that was, you know, the Rams, the Michael Vick-led Falcons during that time. Uh, they became more our rivalries because of the numbers that they were putting up on offense, and, you know, we were a defensive-led team. Derek, going back to the, the college days, how did Bobby Bowden impact you as both a person and as a player? I think that's say as, as a person, he was the first guy that uh, really taught me about, you know, faith, family, football, in that order, the three Fs. 
and that's the only time you get three F's in life and you pass. <laughs> and, you know, he, he built that character into us by having Bible studies with us on Friday night. And that obviously bled over to community service uh, element. That's a big part of my life today. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have that influence uh, in my life early on. And that consistency in football as a man. And then obviously uh, having the luxury of having Coach Dungey as my head coach, he built upon those same principles. Uh, in doing that. So I think uh, I would say, you know, faith, family, football, when I think about Coach Bowden in my life, uh, those are the things I think about. And he's the first uh, coach that I ever played for that threatened to go call my mom because I made a seat <laughs> in the class. Because <laughs> he said uh, he knew my potential academically and the standards my mom set was all A. So the only, really, the only time I got called into his office for discipline was because I made a C in a biology class as a freshman, and I think that was the only C I made in college. I definitely didn't want him calling my mother. <laughs> hey, Derek, we got to run, but thanks for the time. Hey, you going to you going to be in Ken this summer? Uh, absolutely. I look forward, uh, you know, to that trip, and obviously, uh, a lot of a lot of respect for what you guys have to do uh, year in and year out, and Honestly, whenever I see you guys doing Super Bowl week or whenever, uh, I make it a point to really tell you how much I respect the process uh, because I know uh, it's not an easy process. And I think the more fans get a chance to see what you guys do year in and year out, I believe our selection process is going to continue to stand the test of time. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you there, thank Derek. You. All right, take care, guys. Thank you. That was Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks up next. Or just a bogus. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.